0: Hey there, enthusiasts! Welcome back to Hero Talk. I am your host, I am The Law, I am Judge Gregg. Joining me for this episode is once again Vernon Tuitt as we discuss 2003's Daredevil. So let's just get right into it and reconvene with me and Vernon as we discuss that film. Thanks and enjoy Hero Talk. We are here to talk about daredevil not the comic book character the film from 2003 by director mark Steven johnson starring ben affleck as daredevil and jennifer gartner as Elektra, and the late and great michael clark duncan as the kingpin may he rest, may he rest in peace uh extremely talented actor i was so bummed when he died i love everything he's in even the crappy movies he's in he's always the best part i mean he Armageddon. <coughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is a guy, Oscar-caliber actor, was nominated for The Green Mile, uh, should have won, but didn't. Um, he never treated a role like it was beneath him. He was like, well, you want me to do this? I'm going to do that. I'm a working actor. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, it was refreshing to see. Uh, so, Vernon, I understand that you have just recently watched Daredevil. Is that correct? Yes. Did Actually, you like it?
1: Before we got on this call, I was like, I, I just, <laughs> before I signed into Skype. Um. So, but, okay. Did I like it? Can I give a little backstory?
0: <laughs> go go ahead. Expound.
1: Well, okay. Back in this this movie is over a decade old, and when I saw it the first time, I thought it was okay. I mean, it, it was it was riding on the coattails of the successful uh, Spider-Man, right, which was released a year before, and I, I don't know. I was jazzed up about Marvel movies and. I didn't come out of the theater hating it, and I didn't come out of there loving it. I, I, just, I felt weird about it, and I didn't know why. And I know exactly why now because it's terrible acting, terrible acting, and the story. <sighs> now that I'm a little bit more familiar with, uh, you know, Marvel stories and stuff like that because I've been, I've been reading comics. Um, so it, it's, it's just interesting how far off you can get from, from hitting your target. And that's funny because there is a marksman in this movie that hits every target except for Daredevil. Anyway, um, now that I've seen it again and I've seen the director's cut <laughs> with Cuello, cool. um, uh, I, I didn't, I, I didn't.
0: That's that's fair. So do you want to know my deep dark secret? Please. I watched this movie when it came out in the theaters opening weekend, and I freaking loved it. <laughs> I love this movie so much. I walked out singing its praises. I bought the DVD when it was released. I bought the director's cut DVD when it was released a year later. I have the Blu-ray of this movie. <laughs> okay, so Listen, and I know nobody else likes this movie. But I watched it, and I loved it. And the director's cut, listen, I already liked Daredevil, all right? So I wasn't one of those guys who was like, it was better. It is better. I liked the regular movie. I thought the director's cut was phenomenal. I love watching it. I have seen this movie so many times over and over again because I love this movie. Okay. And yes, the acting is kind of dumb, and the story is pretty stupid, and everything you said is accurate. I love this movie.
1: Okay. I just,
0: I don't, I couldn't tell you why, um... I think Michael Clark Duncan has a lot to do with it. Fair enough. I liked him. Uh I actually liked Ben Affleck. I'm gonna say that right now. I like Ben Affleck in this
1: movie. <laughs> I'm not I'm I'm not ashamed of it.
0: Yeah. No, I in fact, let's just address this now because this is this is where everybody went when, when Ben Affleck got cast as Batman. So to Daredevil, yeah. Yeah. Everyone went right back to Daredevil. I loved Ben Affleck in this movie. I like Ben Affleck in general. I know it's super cool to hate on Ben Affleck now.
1: Well, that's the thing is that he's he's sort of coming to his own. It, he just needed time. Um, and you know, have have you seen the? Uh, what, I think he directed it and Argo.
0: Argo. Ar- Argo. Yes, uh, yes, I have.
1: Fantastic
0: film. It, it's great. I mean, it, his ever since he started directing, he was good. He was uh, Gone Baby Gone.
1: Never saw it, but I hear it's really good.
0: That's a, that was a good one. Uh, it's, he didn't star in it. His uh, his brother Casey did. Okay. Um. So Gone Baby Gone. Um. Oh, what else? Did you do the town
1: the town i hear is also good you got
0: got to love the town hey, listen any movie about boston i've probably seen more than once <laughs> but uh yeah that was i like the town and so i like ben affleck and so i hear he's cast as batman of course i i've liked batman for a long time i'm sort of everyone's batman go to guy like sure. when they hear he's cast as batman they think well we got to figure out what greg says <laughs> So after that announcement, I had so many people lighting me up on my phone going like, "So uh, did you hear about Ben Affleck as Batman?" And they were expecting me to, you know, just flip out like some uh, like jade, jaded fanboy. I'm like, "I think he's going to kill it." Yeah. I'm excited for it, you know, and part of it is that I look back to Daredevil and I'm like, "I kind of like what he did with Daredevil." And I could see you take this, you add about a decades worth of Ben Affleck's now newfound experience. And you put that in Batman? And he
1: may be good.
0: That's, that's a movie I want to see.
1: I'm waiting until the movie actually comes out because I want to. I don't want to pass any judgments because of because of Daredevil, and I, I know we're getting off. Yeah. Uh, I know we're getting off topic here, but um, I, I just I want to see the movie because everyone's kind of dismissed it already. Um, and I've dismissed the the Man of Steel sequel for a, a few different reasons, but I will still go and watch it because I love these characters. But Ben Affleck as Batman doesn't bother. me. Um, and for, for the reasons that everybody's brought up I just kind of do a hand wave it's like, you know, he's a decent enough actor he just, he, he needed some time to like, you know, get himself into a group and you know, people can get better it's, you know it, it, they're human beings like us, you know, they have feelings and they also have strengths that they can work on yeah. um, for this, however um, he wasn't terrible, it's just I didn't see him as dared.
0: I I can understand that. I found him to be quite likable, though.
1: Likable in a creepy sense. (laughs)
0: Okay, well, other than his his minor stalkerish tendencies.
1: Very stalkerish.
0: Yeah, when he's... By the way, since I didn't make this point before, spoilers, everybody. Spoilers. Although I think I can safely say at this point that if you haven't seen Daredevil, you probably have no inclination to do it at this point.
1: It's been out for 11 years, folks. And yeah. You're
0: not going to see it. So, it's it's not one of those movies where you have to see it. It's 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 been out there. You've seen it by now if you cared. But just so nobody can yell at us later, spoilers. But yeah, he was kind of stalkerish.
1: Oh, yes. Um and I don't care if you're blind or not. Who walks up to someone and sniffs
0: them? <laughs> ben Affleck. That's who. Ben
1: motherfucking Affleck. <laughs> Um, that's that's like the because he's batman
0: <laughs> it, it, it really is oh i cannot wait to see ben affleck as batman no i i is it was funny but i mean he was he was friendly enough and like the scenes with him and john favreau as, as foggy nelson talking mm-hmm. i thought those were great and especially i'm glad that the in the director's cut which is what we both saw um they extended those scenes out so there's a lot more back and forth and riffing between the two of them
1: yeah, if I remember correctly, in, uh, in the theatrical cut, they always seem kind of short, so I'm glad we got a little bit more of that. They, they Actually, the director's cut adds about a half hour's worth of footage, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it adds an entire subplot. In fact, let's let's kind of get to that right now, and we can circle back to some of my uh, my cash notes, but sure. the director's cut adds a, an entirely new subplot with Coolio. <laughs> now, Coolio is playing uh, a oh. a washed-up completely drugged up fall guy for a hit that gets put out by uh, another major character in the movie um he he didn't didn't do a whole lot for the social justice by accepting this part (laughs) however it's coolio so it's you're almost just happy he's there you're like coolio's in this I'm gonna ride this out I wanna see where this goes (laughs) sorry
1: the concept of coolio oh he has one note
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: I'm sorry. I I will keep myself under control.
0: Yeah. Oof. Uh, he still gets paid, whether they use his footage or not. But yeah, they, I mean, completely, completely cut out of the uh, the theatrical release. But so it's a big surprise when Coolio walks in. But I mean, it 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 does the Coolio subplot. Um, really focuses more of Ben Affleck uh, as Matt Murdock instead of Daredevil and Matt Murdock's lawyerish behaviors, and it actually kind of makes a very logical chain from like. I'm a lawyer just trying to defend this guy to I figured out who the kingpin is outside of just la di da Apparently, everybody knows you're the kingpin now.
1: Right, exactly. That does add another element that kind of steps it up a little bit and makes this, it, it adds it adds a bit more to the story to where it's like, you know, like you, like you said, now, now he has to figure out who the kingpin is as opposed to he knows who the kingpin is and he hasn't gone to take him out before.
0: Right. And and that it it added to the uh, the story arc and it, it kind of made things flow together and it plus it gave uh, John Favreau and Ellen Pompeo more to do as their perspective characters.
1: Oh yeah, that like that whole uh, the the the, the, the wow yeah. eight nine something yeah the the note and I'm just like okay I understand that he's like blind and got like super jumping abilities and. <laughs> I'll get to that in a minute. Um, But, and the fact that he, you know, his senses are quote-unquote enhanced, but, like, he's just Superman at this point. Like, you know, reading notes that were written on desks and and, and breaking into apartments, tampering with evidence. (laughs) You know, like... I I just I don't I don't get it. Is he a lawyer or is he one of the criminals that he's trying to put away? I don't get it.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, this this movie was a little fast and loose with exactly what what lawyers actually do um the opening sequence especially when you know they're in the court and matt Murdock's with his guy and like the kingpin's lawyers are getting the other guy off and you sit there and you're thinking about it but you're like he's he's not a district attorney like this isn't a criminal trial this is a civil trial yeah so he's sitting there going like i hope for your sake we find justice like if you're here that means this guy already got off like justice has already not found this guy now you're just trying to get your sister girl paid right so you're just, so he essentially kills this guy because he didn't pay money to his client.
1: Exactly. He's, he's a murderer, so it yeah. kind of contradicts what he's doing.
0: It it really does. And in fact, I know a lot of, of comic book individuals who had a real issue with that scene where he kills uh, this creepo. Because, I mean, they'll say to me, uh, and please acknowledge that this is a ridiculous thing to say to anybody, the real daredevil wouldn't kill. Ah, now, let's just make one thing perfectly oh, okay. clear.
1: All right, folks. It's it's not that serious. Like I, I follow comics, but I don't go that, yeah. you know, that deep. Like, oh, Superman would never break next. <laughs> but, you know, no, that's like, you Oh, know. you
0: know that from all your <laughs> lunches with Superman when he told you break.
1: that? Like <laughs> <laughs> Like you've you've gone to the superhero cafe and sat down and, you know, had a cup of Joe with him and uh but seriously folks calm down
0: yeah so i mean then the director even said like yeah we understand that that's not something you see in a superhero movie but like we're actually trying to make this guy develop as a person you know that's it makes the scene later when he doesn't kill the kingpin that much more relevant because he was willing to kill before and he gets yeah. to this point he's like you know what i don't i don't want to be that guy everyone's afraid of yeah
1: i think uh i i think can can we just get to the favorite scene party? Well,
0: yeah, sure. Why not? We you know, we are completely out of order on my notes anyway. So, sure. Let's <laughs> let's go to your favorite scene. What was your favorite scene?
1: Where he's beating ass in the bar to Nickelback.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that scene is a little bit ridiculous.
1: Well, it, and that's what what I what I wanted to see, although it's kind of dark and and choppy and there's I don't know strobe lights and why are all the pool tables on fire I don't even know but it was a it was a cool scene on top of the fact that I enjoy nickelback
0: <laughs> it was it was a good scene in that it was it was a nice action piece but very little of what happened in that scene made any sense like <laughs> like well so Daredevil's trying to get this guy and the guy runs out the front door and as he's running out the front door you see Daredevil's Uh, reflection in the puddle up on top of the building but he was just at ground level in the bar (laughs) in the bar so this guy ran out the front door and daredevil's like ah screw it i gotta run to the roof (laughs) so then he runs to the roof simply so that he can jump off the roof back down to ground level to chase this guy into the subway
1: because he can and there's a few there's a few scenes like that (laughs) where you're like wait what So he left Elektra on a roof, went all the way back home, and then came back to beat this thug up, beating someone else up. And he's at this party in downtown or whatever, and he goes home to change into his outfit and somehow manages to catch up with her limo.
0: Yeah, obviously.
1: Because <laughs> uh, he's Daredevil and he has super jumping abilities along with, you know, that chemical accident did wonders for his body and, and, and muscle strength and everything.
0: Yeah, you know, it, there are some parts where I say it's a comic book movie. Daredevil does some pretty insane stuff in the comic books too, so I can't really hold it against them. But yeah, they, they left reality in the rearview mirror very early into this film. This was not a gritty, realistic envisioning of the character. Colin Farrell was awesome. Colin Farrell as <laughs> Now, I didn't read a lot of Daredevil comic books, but uh is is Bullseye supposed to be like Irish and I'm talking like super Irish?
1: I don't know because I didn't really get that far Daredevil. Um he's not one of my favorite superheroes. And that's probably why I felt weird about it when I was a kid. Um, But at any rate, no, I I don't, I don't know if he's supposed to be Irish. All I know is that he was insane and he, he, you could tell he had fun with the character.
0: Yeah. It just felt like he just wanted, he wanted to take it over the top and you could tell.
1: Every season I'm like, this guy's a fucking cartoon.
0: (laughs) He's got the daredevil carved into his head and he's throwing paperclips into people and Killing an old lady on the plane... With the peanut. <laughs> yeah. Or the scene where, like, he's going through the metal detector, and the guy's all upset about all, like, the metal, sharp stuff he has on him. But they yeah. still let him on the plane in a post-9-11 world.
1: 9-11 world, and they still let him on the plane with all that shit.
0: Yeah. Like, huh, well, you seem to have these removable blades in your belt, but we're cool with it.
1: That and, you know... Holding a paperclip in your mouth for no apparent reason. Yeah, hmm, that's. This guy might be up to
0: something. Well, certainly no reason for a random pull aside here. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. in reality, he would have been in that other little back room somewhere. Yeah, and he'd be
1: on the no-fly list by the app. Right,
0: but uh, he did do some fancy stuff. He didn't. There's that scene where he's, I think, coming going down these escalators, and he's just like throwing his arms out to the side, like he's flying down. And <laughs> like, what is he doing? Yeah, he's just. He's like, Colin Farrell's like, I gotta do something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I guess it goes along with the character and that he's sane, you know. Yeah. I think they just turned the camera on and
0: let Colin Farrell do his thing. I hope they did. I would love to hear that he basically made up most of the stuff that, that Bullseye does. And in fact, speaking of Bullseye, there is a significant scene later on where he tells the Kingpin that he wants a costume, a, a bloody costume in the theatrical release, an effing costume in the director's cut. And then he shows up in the next scene wearing the same clothes he was always wearing.
1: Uh, yeah, the that uh, he wasn't going to get his costume right away. Yeah. It's possible that <laughs> uh, Kingpin might have had to, you know, put in a call about yeah, that. Yeah,
0: apparently it was on back order. <laughs> it just seems like we we really should have. Uh, like, is there was that a joke? Was he like, I want a costume, and Kingpin's like, eh, No, no, I'm not that, doing you know, that. Yeah,
1: I think that was more of a joke. <laughs> did have a he did have a costume if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, he was he was fairly costumed up as it was. Uh. uh. That
1: coat was awesome, though. That coat
0: was awesome. I loved his use of the coat. I liked how he kind of threw it in, like, people's faces to throw them off. Um, yeah. It, it was hard not to like Bullseye. Even if you thought that he was presented as kind of a goofy comic book, um, comic booky, even for a comic book movie character, it was hard not to like him. Now, let's talk about something that, that got a lot of negative attention for the movie and got a lot of people up in an uproar, uh, Michael Clark Duncan as the Kingpin. I'm going to start right now. I thought this was an inspired choice because if you want to play Kingpin as he's a big, strong, muscular guy, he's not just some fat guy, but he looks like he could dominate you and he's just huge in muscles, I submit there's nobody else you could have picked.
1: Uh, What were the reservations that people had?
0: People did not like that the Kingpin in the comic books is traditionally a white character and Michael Clark Duncan is not a white man. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes, I, I definitely hear that a lot and it's 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 a little disarming because it's like why not?
0: Yeah, I mean it, it's not like they said, hey, we want to cast him as a different race just because attention. They came up and said, we're casting Michael Clark Duncan. And once you hear it, you're like of course you, you did. Who else was there? What choice did you have?
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's, you know, it, it's it comes with the territory, I guess. if you if you change something too much, the fan will get out. yeah as
0: well. but I mean better. eventually they they get their panties untwisted. I mean, there was a period of time where when you thought of Nick Fury, you thought David Hasselhoff.
1: no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of some random white guy with an iPad. I did not think of David Hasselhoff.
0: Did you never see that movie?
1: I never saw that movie, and it wasn't until I was in college that I even heard (laughs) that Nick Fury was played by David Hasselhoff.
0: It is absolutely horrible. We need to do a hero talk on that sometime.
1: I bet it is.
0: (laughs) Uh, But now, when people think Nick Fury, everybody goes to the same place. Samuel L. Jackson. Jackson. And so it just goes to show, like, do you see what kind of new life you can inject into a character if you just kind of get off your high horse about stuff? You yeah. say, like, wouldn't this be fun if you associate him with this character? And you're like, yeah, you know what, that is much better.
1: Yeah, you know, can take creative, creative license with uh, pretty much whatever they want.
0: Yeah, I've very seldom seen this done with the right actor, and it fails. I mean, it's just it's, if you find the actor who's best for the part, just cast him for it.
1: Sure, sure.
0: And I thought I think Michael Clark Duncan killed it as as the kingpin. I loved him in it. Yeah, he was pretty cool. Absolutely loved him. I loved his little, you know, like nobody's innocent.
1: <laughs> you know what? It, what bugs me about his character? It's not even that. I mean, he seems to be kind of a psychopath himself because yeah. he just kills his own bodyguards for no reason.
0: Sure did. Just because he was a little annoyed.
1: Well, it, it's. I mean, I mean, he's. How is? He, what was he annoyed about?
0: <laughs> he got he just, got he bad news.
1: Like having fun and yeah. he was like, Yeah, I'm, you know oh I'm so relieved that I got that killing out of my system. Yeah.
0: Well I mean and let's be perfectly honest, why does the kingpin need bodyguards? What, I don't know. What exactly were they going to stop that he couldn't handle?
1: <laughs> I don't know. They couldn't stop Bullseye.
0: No, they couldn't
1: he has got pencils sticking out
0: of his neck. <laughs> the kingpin seems to be sort of nonchalant about that. Like, he seems more annoyed that he's going to have to, like, have a new hiring fair than yeah. if these people died.
1: Oh, man. He's like, was that really necessary? And yeah. just walks it off.
0: Yeah. Oh, that was, I mean, it was It was a per- perfect performance. I, I loved everything he said when Daredevil's coming over and he tells Wesley to leave and he's like, I grew up in Brooklyn. I don't expect you to understand. And you're like, yeah, you little punk. You get out of the kingpin's way.
1: Getting ready for battle.
0: That was Oh I loved him in this movie. I thought I thought he was phenomenal. Um and he was um before he passed, he was actually more than willing to come back and do it again. Oh really? Yeah. The one thing he said though is that he said he would not put the weight back on.
1: Hmm, I didn't realize he put uh he put on weight for this one.
0: Uh he he did. He actually he was now it's hard to judge because Michael Clark Duncan is a giant. Right. But at the time when they asked him if he'd come back, he was down to two seventy five down to 275 yeah which is uh frightening to me that's
1: that's how much i weigh (laughs) yeah actually i weigh a little bit more than that but you know
0: it's a little frightening because it's i'm close to that but i'm not nearly as tall as he is so that means there must have been and he was still a big dude yeah so that means that was just straight up muscle mass
1: Oh, MC will miss.
0: Yeah, uh, but he he even said like, "Hey, we can work it in." Like you know, Kingpin got himself in shape in jail for like the rematch and stuff. Yeah, he was he was all about it. And in fact, he even uh, reprised the role for the uh, the MTV Spider-Man TV show.
1: Oh, that uh, the CGI one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they came back, they had the kingpin, and so they used uh, the model kind of based on him and Daredevil, and he he, he provided the voice for it. I,
1: I think I watched him
0: too. Yeah. I, I actually grabbed it on DVD, and while it's horrible, it has its moments. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, boy. Yeah, there's been plenty of iterations of Spider-Man. I wonder why they never got a Daredevil television.
0: Though. Well, since we're jumping through my notes anyway, uh, a Daredevil oh. TV show is actually on cue to come out as a Netflix exclusive in 2015.
1: That's right, in conjunction with Marvel Cinematic Universe.
0: Yes. So, I'm looking forward to that. They have no idea who they're casting as Daredevil, although one actor I know has expressed interest, but I don't know if they'd actually cast him since it's kind of a little beneath his normal pay grade. But Jason Statham apparently really wants to play Daredevil. What? Yeah. Ugh.
1: Now that I could, I I
0: just you, you know what is uh, if somebody oh. wants to play Daredevil at this point, like after everyone's trashed this movie, then
1: i <laughs> uh, um, Daredevil.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> i um, um, I was in I was in the Italian job.
0: Yeah. Now the funny thing is, so now you have to have like Jason Statham as Daredevil, but then you need to bring back like Colin Farrell as Super Irish Bullseye, and then you had a whole other layer of subtext to their rivalry.
1: What, because, uh, Jason, Jason, Jason Statham is, uh, what, what, what is Jason, Jason Statham?
0: I, I believe he's just straight up English.
1: Okay. I well, there
0: you go. So, yeah, I'm going to just do a real quick search. Yeah, he's, a English actor. Okay. Born in Shirebrook in the United Kingdom. So,
1: and for those, uh, United Kingdom listeners, <laughs> you know where that is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know where that is. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: yeah but, the, uh, I, I got to go back to just, uh, I I don't know. I I don't know if I if I could see Jason Statham, but Ben Affleck wasn't bad. Like I said, he Mm -hmm. just kind of gave off a little bit of a creeper vibe, and just some of the lines delivered kind of blandly. His interaction with uh, with Jennifer Garner as Electra just it didn't click for me.
0: She Uh, was absolutely horrible. I will say that every line she delivered was terrible. Um, I mean, I guess it worked out well for Ben because then he married her. (laughs) <laughs> but I thought she was awful and I still can't fathom to this day cannot fathom why people saw this movie and thought, Oh, we need an Electra movie.
1: Well, I mean she was her own she was a strong enough character in in the comics, from what I understand, she's like an assassin or something.
0: Yeah, like in that. the comics, but that's that's the Electra in the comics, not the Electra in Daredevil.
1: Yeah, they turn her into kind of yeah. like this hero fighting spiritual demon yeah, whatnot.
0: It was it was a little something else. But uh, their, their interactions were very awkward. In fact, there's a scene that has, it's two different versions, the way it plays out. And there's the scene in the theatrical cut where, you know, Daredevil hears, like, some crime going down. And he's all like, well, I got to go do my thing now because that's what I do. Yeah. And she holds his hand. She's like, no, stay with me. And apparently he was perfectly okay with that. It's like, oh, I suppose I don't need to stop every murder. <laughs> and it was so awkward because it's like she just says it just kind like, of like, no, stay with me. Um,
1: uh, their relationship kind of blossomed weirdly, and yeah, like, like you said, she just delivers her lines terribly. Yeah, that, it made, it made okay. much more
0: sense in in the director's cut when then he's like, "No, I gotta go," and walks away. I'm like, "Yeah, that's about more how I saw that going."
1: <laughs> that's it. Yeah, there, there there is one uh one line in particular is just it's one word and just like we've been saying, just the delivery just awful. It's where she's fighting him. And he's like, I didn't kill your father. Like, liar. liar. <laughs> was, I don't know. It was so dramatized and just there was such a hiss behind it that it didn't really fit at all <laughs> with anything. And <laughs> I'm like, where did that come from? I, I know she's crying, or maybe she wasn't. I don't know. But that was awful. Just liar. And there was no facial expression besides heavy things.
0: Yeah, that that entire rooftop scene, I could see how it was a little bit on the awkward side. Um, So moving on to my notes, there's something we need to discuss here. Uh, As we've sort of alluded to, uh, this movie had two significantly different versions. Um, And this the director, uh, Mark Johnson, he went on to direct Ghost Rider. And one of the things he said he learned his lesson is because the the, actor, the director's cut was so much higher esteemed than the theatrical cut, he was not going to compromise anything on Ghost Rider. And that movie <laughs> still ended up being terrible.
1: <laughs> is that so?
0: So I'm not entirely certain what he really learned from all that.
1: Mm, I, I, I couldn't even venture a guess. What exactly was he looking to not
0: compromise about Ghost Rider? Right, because Ghost Rider seemed pretty compromised, I have to say. I mean but well, the, the the guy's catalog is not exactly, you know, the the who's who of of astounding Hollywood big shot movies, but I mean this is he he talked so big like I learned my lesson from Daredevil and so I'm going to be able to make Ghost Rider the best. And Ghost Rider was quite terrible.
1: I mean the scenes where Ghost Rider was actually on screen were kind of cool, but I mean that's a that's a talk for another time. Yeah. Um but yeah,
0: yeah it it really makes you wonder sometimes, but it was I mean it, the movie was crucified i looked it up on rotten tomatoes and it's sitting at about 45 (laughs) percent so that's pretty bad all right um so let me let me just round out my notes here and then we can start talking about scores and whatnot i never said my favorite scene oh yeah go for it now i have two uh one is the the changed daredevil electra rooftop romance scene where electra says stay with me and daredevil says no and he leaves because in, when I saw it in the theater and he stayed, it bothered me because you, you broke the, the one cardinal rule of superheroes and their love interests is that you always choose duty over booty.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Never heard of that. Yeah.
0: So when when the scene was changed, then I was like, all right, order has been restored. <sighs> duty but, over booty duty okay. over booty but then like no my actual like I think the scene that I, I really stands out to me and this was the scene that probably made me fall in love with this movie and it's Daredevil right, right after he had his first night out and you see him coming back to the apartment yeah. and he is just beat up you know pulls a tooth out of his head you know goes to one of his many probably illegally obtained prescriptions of painkillers to pop those and has to go through all of that and then just to, to get in his isolation chamber just so he can finally sleep for the night and it just he makes him a very sympathetic character right there and i actually really appreciated that scene
1: a little bit yeah yeah um kind of gross with the tooth pulling and all but <laughs> uh you know it was uh, it showed him as more of a human character instead of the the murdering psychopath that he came off at first
0: yeah it, i mean it, it it made him more accessible to like wow this this is really doing its toll on him like this isn't just for fun and yucks
1: yeah Time to give the devil his due.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm just glad there weren't more of those.
1: <laughs> Bullseye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. They they certainly had fun with it.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: All right, um, so, Vernon, yeah. what would you score this movie if you had to? Uh,
1: okay. Um, well, uh, I'm going to score this two out of five bullseyes.
0: Two out of five bullseyes, hmm?
1: <laughs>
0: wow. I'm going to give this four out of five fallen roses.
1: <laughs> With or without the thorn?
0: With the thorns. Got to have the thorns so that you can have that bloody palm thing later.
1: Which, that doesn't even...
0: Yeah, well, I know. <laughs> they did what they had to do.
1: Yes, to describe rage and anger and yeah. going to fill his promise, which was to become a lawyer and not a <laughs> Plante. He, he
0: half fulfilled his promise. Half. Ah. Better than most,
1: I'd say so. <laughs> <laughs> if they were to do this, if they were to try Daredevil again, which they are going to, it's I think what is it like a mini series?
0: I think that's what they're doing. Yeah, just a mini series on I don't know what they would call it. I don't. I think twelve episodes, but I might be making that up. I don't know.
1: Yeah. But, you know, whoever they get to play it, I I just hope that they fit. Um, Because Jason Statham. I I mean, people (laughs) give Ben Affleck shit for being Batman, (laughs) but Jason Statham is Daredevil, I think, you know, that's just going to fly under the radar.
0: Yeah, well, I think one of the the advantages we have with Daredevil, and I don't mean to disrespect people who are a fan of the character, but by and large, nobody cares about Daredevil. So (laughs) you're not going to cast somebody and people are going to go like, that's not who I see as Daredevil. Cast whoever you want as Daredevil. You could come out tomorrow and be like, "We have cast Sarah Silverman as Daredevil." Everyone's going to be like, "I don't know Daredevil. Does that work?" I think it works.
1: <laughs> Why Sarah Silverman?
0: Why well, I was picking somebody at random, and I have seen that commercial where she talks to her coffee cup while pitching her TV show about a hundred times this week.
1: Oh, I have never saw it. This is one of the joys of not having cable. You don't just sit for
0: Yeah, well, if I want to watch my sports, I got to watch my cable, and that means watching to Sarah Silverman talk to a cup of coffee. <laughs>
1: kind of drives you mad doesn't it a
0: little bit it does yes <laughs> so you know what let's just close off on that i don't need to think about this anymore i need to go purge this thought from my brain so <laughs> i want to thank everybody for joining us for hero talk thanks again to my co-host vernon yeah thanks for having me and so that's it for us thanks for joining us enthusiasts, and we hope to see you right back here for the next hero talk